this morning from the haunted hospital here in old Silent Hill Town. I've, uh, of course, every year around this time, I get a spooky mail. I get a spooky letter in the mail that says that that is me inheriting a giant space from one of my dead relatives. And if I can come sleep in it for one month, then I get to own it. But I'll tell you what, I don't know if I want to own this dang haunted hospital. There's women with no torsos, just legs walking around. There's uh, mannequins that come to life and sort of shape shift and move when I when I'm when I'm not looking. I don't know what kind of doctor stuff they got going on over here, but nothing looks clean. Anyways, I uh, have yet to see another actual living person. I see a lot of things that pretend to be living, but they're dead. They're dead, all right. I've checked. Okay, let me see here. Hold on, let me open this. I'm in the autopsy room right now. Let me let me open this uh, this little uh, this uh, the, that sliding thing where they put the bodies in the wall. Okay, I don't know what that's called. What? What? Cotter McCabe? What are you doing in here? Okay, finally found a place that's not asking me about my health insurance. Okay. <laughs> I'm I'm just I'm happy to be here uh, regardless of the situation because I don't think I'm paying for this hospital visit. So so you came in here mm-hmm. expecting a doctor's visit and it decided to hide in the autopsy room? Well, sort of. I see. I had a bit of a tummy ache. Um, you know, I ate too much ice cream, and so I decided that the solution was to come to the hospital sure, uh, for sure. that issue. Checks out. And checks out. Normally, when I do that, like they're like, "Okay, well, we need, we're gonna need a copy of your health insurance information," and then it's a, and I don't get seen, and then my tummy gets better on its own. Yeah. Um. So I showed up here, and uh, and I was actually hiding from from. There's some scary stuff here, despite the reasonable price. Um. So yeah. that's why I hid in this. Uh, I don't know what I don't know what you would call this thing. <laughs> well, it's called the wall of bot, the <laughs> the wall of uh, uh, bodies. I guess it's, mm. it's what it is. Well, I'm happy to see you. A friendly yeah, face it's here. It's good to see Oof. you too, pal. This is this is what a coincidence. Did you know they've got a guy running around here called Triangle Head? What Triangle yeah. Head? It's triangle just the one head. side of the. <laughs> oh man! Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they got all kinds of shapes, guys. Around he's got here. a 2D triangle on his head. Triangle head. He's the, and apparently he's the scariest one of all. Oh no, this whole place. Someone get a mop in here, I say. Okay, hold on now. There's a broom closet over here. It keeps rattling. I hope there's not rats in there. Every time there's something rattling, rats come out. Hold on, let me unlock and open. David Danella. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Jeremy what? Connor. What? Whoa. What a coincidence! Hey, oh, um, you're here too. You're here at the haunted hospital in Silent Hill. You guys also have fetishes for pairs of legs without bodies. <laughs> well, yeah, but that's unrelated. Yeah, to why that's I'm not here. why I'm here. But <laughs> oh, mean, that's yeah, why I'm here. I, I do. <laughs> oh, ever since <laughs> a Christmas story, I've had this pounding <laughs> fetish for. Legs with no bodies, and yeah. there's a small but active community. And somebody uh, kind of gave me a tip about this place. Huh. Huh. The world is a big place, I it guess, really in which is. a lot of it, it incorporates all of our all of our stuff that we like. I it, will say yeah. this too: this is the legs without torsos capital of the world. I oh, mean, they're all over the my place. My goodness! Mm-hmm. Uh, 
this is this is going to be like my yearly Disney trip coming to this yeah. place. And guys, <laughs> I'll go ahead and say what everyone's thinking. Hubba hubba. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Now, sometimes the legs are two sets of legs, one on top of the other. There's like legs walking and then the torso is just more legs. Mm-hmm. Where do we fall, fall on that? Oh, I think is that Link double the double trouble ability? Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. just fused it. He you picked up one pair of legs and then yeah. found another and fused it to that. So it has to be yeah. what it is. It has to be a stray Link running around with the fuse. <laughs> oh, Link it, Link is just scuttering around the uh, the ducts yeah. and just causing mayhem, <laughs> fusing things. He fused a triangle to a guy's head. Yeah, he's doing all kinds of pervert fusions. Yeah, gosh, that guy. Yeah. That guy's a real. Well, anyways, hey, hey guys, I guess, I mean, I don't know what you had on the docket for today, but do you guys want to do, like, a podcast while we're here? I mean, I got to do one anyway. I was just going to do it solo, but would you guys want to join? Yeah, I guess I have a refractory period I could do a podcast during. <laughs> feels pretty, you know, uh, like, it's not. it doesn't even feel like a coincidence. It, it feels like it's good that we're here, and I would love to do that. Yeah, it's well, like fate. Let's go ahead and get it going before David's refractory period ends. <laughs> like that's that, that's a good timeline. That's a, that gives us. A, I think it's enough time for one healthy pod. Well, yeah. Well, fellas, I mean, this is great. I mean, I I was you know while I was in here sleeping every night in different rooms of the haunted hospital, I was thinking of different episodes that I could do, and and one of them was uh uh, uh, uh licensed games so bad. That they'll scare ya. Does that Ooh. sound like that sound like familiar to you guys? Does that like it what sounds, we kind of texted about? <laughs> it sounds. I think you absolutely nailed okay, it. Okay, great. I can't great, wait great. to talk about. Oh, perfect. These, perfect. Okay. yeah. Well, that's 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 amazing. Uh, but we'll get into all that stuff later. I, I'm really interested to know, uh, you know, a uh, two uh, two things. A, what are you playing? video game wise mm. and B uh, have you guys uh, you know uh, christened the old streamers with a spooky mind you a spooky film perhaps you know just in case that refractory period and sooner than we think it will David yeah. I think you should go first yes David please yeah um, so what am I playing I yeah. have to say I don't know if my um, I don't know if my repertoire has ever been more full and honestly, more varied than what is going on right now. This is exciting. I am playing. Uh, of course, I am still playing Baldur's Gate. I'll be playing it forever for the rest of my life. Cool. Constantly. Is that a recommend? Uh, Baldur's Gate is a yeah. strong recommend. Okay. Um, I like to think that this is the first time Jeremy's hearing that someone's enjoying Baldur's Gate 3. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm just trying to do that hosting thing. I'm just trying to like, you know, uh, yeah. Like as if I've never heard of it. What yeah. is this game? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like yeah. Joe Rogan hears about like a different berry and he's like, yeah. Oh, come on. Yeah, tell me about that. Oh wow. Interesting. Oh, wow, wow, wow. A different and it one? cures what? Yeah. <laughs> and it's called a blueberry. Okay. <laughs> um I, so I'm playing Baldur's Gate. I am playing uh always always a just a soup song of Skyrim. Okay, Ooh, wait a he's minute back. now. He's yeah, back. Yeah. Hold on. David's still playing games yeah, that are 15 years old. The king has returned. Old. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have, uh, because our good friend good friend of the pod, PJ McCormick, 
um, his in excitement about Final Fantasy Remake is so strong. I've been I re I booted that up again. I'm playing oh going through goodness. that again. That's Where cool. are you in that game? Uh, I'm uh, I'm kind of in like Act One right now. I just um, I'm in. Um, I'm where they're they're like stealing materia. Okay. Or no no I'm sorry they're stealing fuel for the next bomb. This game yes. the game's four years old I can I can say that. You um, can. You, you can. Um, I'm also playing. I just downloaded Gran Turismo Seven. Gran Turismo. Oh, like the movie Gran Turismo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like Speaking exactly of like our the topic. Yeah. Um, you play as a you play as a nerd. And you kind of live his life um, while he trains to be a race car driver. Cool, like yeah. a cool, like a like a nerd gamer. Yeah, yeah, really like skinny gamer. Um, <laughs> and then, God, I feel like I'm playing so many games right now. I'm also playing, um, and I think I can't remember if we talked about this on the pod. I mean, I'm sure you have, because again, it's a game that's five years old. Yeah. Um, I'm playing a little co-op, The Forest. Have you guys played this game? The forest. It's like a horror survival game where you, um, we got. We should get a game. We should get a run of it going. You, um, you are you crash land on an island in a plane, and you have no resources. And basically, the first thing you see is a group of cannibals pull your son off the plane, and oh. then you and up to four friends, maybe even more friends, um, have to like first like build shelter and like defenses on this island. And then you also then you have to like kind of slowly explore it and uh, find your son and unravel the mystery of the island. And oh wow, it is one of those games that's like, you know, it's twenty bucks. It's probably twenty gigabytes total, and I have been completely enthralled by it. Who good good horror with? game too, I think in a way. Who yeah, am I playing with? It looks like it. Yeah, who are you playing with? I'm playing with uh, one of my friends from uh, from back home in sunny Philadelphia. Uh, big shout out to Rodrigo. Hey, Rodrigo. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think this is uh, this seems like a thing that I would be really into. I mean, I'm all about these spooky games, especially during the month of Halloween. Yeah, and then I'm playing one last game, and it's I, I saved for last because it is a it's an explicitly spooky game. What? Called Inscription. Oh uh, yeah. yeah, man! Great. Which great, I was great. late to the late to the late to the uh, whatever it is late to the party on that one, but uh, very enjoyable. Nice, uh, nice spookiness to it, and uh, nice, uh, nice card battling mechanics. Is did you buy this one? Or are you playing this? Is this free yet anywhere? It's I, um, I... it's free with like, I got the like during one of the PlayStation sales. There was like PlayStation Premium for. Yeah, a, for a, a what seemed like a good deal, so I got it for a year just to try it out. So I, I don't know what tier of PlayStation Plus or PlayStation Premium it's on, but it's yeah. on one of those tiers. Excellent. Yeah, but yeah I, I would because I haven't tried this one yet, but it was all the rage, you know, oh, like yeah. when it came out. Connor, oh, yeah. have you tried this one yet? No, this is only, and this is one that I, I talked to a, a friend on my show about it recently, and I guess it's one correct me if I'm wrong, that you want to know as little about it as possible going in, but that it's really cool. Yeah, I would say it's it's definitely one that, um, I, I you know, I, I should say this about The Forest, too. I think they're both games where it's like, 
don't look online. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Don't read about it. Like, I think there's benefit about, like, reading about things that you've experienced in it. So, like, in- Inscription has pretty well-defined acts. So after, like, I got through Act 1, I kind of, like, looked at some stuff online about it. But mm. just let it happen because it is... Um, it's telling a story. It's uh, it's really using the game mechanics to tell a story, and I, I really enjoy it. That's very cool. I I uh, I might try. I might check out Inscription. You know, that's, it's a recommend up your alley. Yeah, it's definitely one that I missed. That I definitely wish I wish I checked out. I'll, all I know about it is cards. Cards mm. play into it in some way. That's all they I do. Know. Pretty much. It's me like too. a mix between. A, it, at least at the beginning, it's a mix between. Uh, a card game and an escape room. Oh. oh, man! It's been it has been a minute since I've been to an escape room. I, I know. mean, unless you count the haunted hospital. <laughs> I uh, I've, it's, I have it. Connor, you you or David, have you guys been to an escape room recently? Not since the fall of 2019. Yeah, right. Same Pre-COVID. same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think. Um, now I guess we're at a place where it would be okay to feel comfortable mm-hmm. uh, being trapped in a room with seven other people and right. not feel like you're trading diseases. But oh boy, I think that was one of the last things on my list of yeah. things I felt comfortable with. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Wow. Well, that is a lot of games, my guy. And I feel like this might be a, a, a new era for you, David. Like, Because I, I feel like uh, previous times I've had you on the show... There will be some weeks where you're like, you know, I'm not really playing much. It's but, uh, but this uh, is like a new, a whole new Danella. Long stretches of time where all I'm playing is like Slay the Spire or Monster mm-hmm. Train or Civ. Yeah. But I'm I'm branching out fully and completely, and I think part of it is that uh, my girlfriend uh, uh, has also started playing video games. What? And it's. It's both we are playing games together, but also it's making me branch out because now I got to have my own space, right? Yeah, right. And you can't. <laughs> Tell and me you, about and, it, brother. And you got to be like, oh, you think? Oh, no, no, no. If you're gonna play games, this is how I can't let you be more of a game person. <laughs> yeah, than you, me. You, I yeah. uh, no, 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 no. No, there's gotta be. Yeah. Jackie, my bride, uh, has uh, did play. Bride? My blushing bride played both Little Nightmares games back to back. Both Whoa. of them, just both of them, and just clear like quick, like as if they as if she was watching two seasons of a show, just like Dang. binged them. Yeah, wow. and really liked them. And uh, I was just shocked. I never know what's gonna get her mm-hmm. what to pick up a controller. It's fascinating. I mean, we're talking about this like these are. <laughs> Like yeah. this is like some science experiment. It's fascinating what it is what wives and girlfriends will play on the video game machines. <laughs> yeah, but of my my it, girlfriend just finished uh, Transistor, a, a game that I oh that's a great game that I, a game that I put away within an hour of playing it. Mm-hmm. She put her head down and beat the shit out of that game. Yeah, yeah, that's also Super Giant. Yeah, correct? Super Giant. Yeah, uh, I I really liked Casey's recent appearance on Reactivators, like for their hundred fiftieth episode or something like that. Yeah, I think was she, she their very first guest. I think she was I, their first guest, mm-hmm. and so they brought her back for an anniversary episode. Um, and she's uh, and in those hundred fifty episodes, in that time, she has uh, 
she's been playing a lot of video games. She's and she's particularly taken by Super Giant. So she's beaten Hades a ton of times now. She just when she's bored, she'll go on a run and then uh, she beat Transistor and she is kind of saving Bastion. But that's the next Mm. thing up is she's that's a great one. Bastion's a classic. I also really like that weird basketball game they made. That is the one. I, I'm waiting for that to go on sale because it's not on the Switch. Yeah. So oh, I, I'm, right. I'll be grabbing that for PlayStation. But I, I've, yeah. I wanted to play Pyre for a long time. Yeah, that one's really fun and really interesting. And I also believe Courtney Venez was a voice in Pyre as well. I think she was a voice in Pyre first. That and sounds then right. Before Hades. Because they kind of keep their people, right? Think, I think it maybe, maybe once you're in, you're in. It wouldn't that be nice if there was some kind of loyalty in this godforsaken world? Hey, we can dream. Don't. <laughs> I wouldn't wouldn't uh, get your hopes up though. Yeah, wouldn't that be nice if you know? I don't know. You did good work, and that was rewarded this by is more crazy good talk. work. Okay, uh, David, thank you for that. That was awesome. I also love that you have, and this is not a word I use often, but a very eclectic list of games. <laughs> uh, Connor McCabe, what have you been playing? Jeremy, you can call me a player because I'm playing games. Okay, I'll oh, call I'm, you that. <laughs> you know, kind of like similarly to David, I find myself in this this period, uh, like a season really, mm-hmm. where it games are a plenty, and boy am I a playing them. Uh, which is just a way for me to rephrase what I first said when you uh, when you asked me. Uh, <laughs> love it, love it. But dude, so ever since I finished Tears of the Kingdom, I've just Ugh. been on an absolute run of games. I, I finally got to Pikmin Four, which I'm. We talked about on a recent Super NPCs. I, I in fact, I believe the episode that will come out um, this week for the for those of you listening who who subscribe to our Patreon. Um, uh, whatever tier. Uh, I'm pretty deep into Pikmin 4. Um, but outside of that, I mean, I just bought... Hadn't bought a game off eBay in a while. Bought Resident Evil 2 Remake on Friday. Um, I wonder why. I wonder copy. why. Who could really mm. say? Who can say? Who could? Not not me, I don't think. <laughs> I might um, say in just a few minutes. <laughs> hey, there we go. Uh, so I'm playing that. Or I'm, I'm looking forward to playing that. And then yesterday, um, well, a couple things actually. Let's. Go, I haven't talked about this much on Pod. I've talked about it on an episode that's coming out, uh, like in November for Call Me by Your Game. But our young son, myself, has recently gotten into studying games writing, as Jeremy and I've talked about. And I had an opportunity last weekend to make a freaking video game uh, with some friends. I. Uh, not there hasn't been a guest on the show, but my friend uh, Nick Park and I um, went to a game jam and we made a visual novel puzzle game uh, with like a roguelike element that we're polished that's fully playable, uh, but we're polishing before we actually put it online and just also like direct people to it. Um, wow. And Whoa. that was just like a crazy experience. Dude, that is so. I can't wait to get my eyes and hands on this thing. Yeah. Are you now? Did you were you coding it or were you like writing the script when you say games writing? Yeah, uh, writing the script. Mm-hmm. And so that's really Nick was our programmer. We mm-hmm. met an artist. We met uh, someone who did the sound and music for us. And so I wrote the story 
and the characters and the dialogue. And I designed the the puzzle too. Um, but anyway, it's this with, with this wonderful or, wonderful organization called Glitch City, which is like an LA based like sort of community of developers. Um, they threw this event and it was amazing. It's called the game is called Farewell Fava, and it should be available in a few weeks for everyone to play. It's uh, think it's really funny. It's charming. I think people are gonna like it. Um, wow! But uh, look, look at you. You're all grown up now. You're not even just playing games. You're making them. That's you know what? It's just when one thing doesn't stick, folks, you, you try other stuff. <laughs> That's the order of events. Is like yes. your fandom gets to such a sweltering expanse that you can no longer just enjoy the art form. You have to become the art form. All it took was five years of coming on this show, which I Jeremy and I've been talking about. <laughs> but like, I do get sentimental around uh, around October for many reasons, but also because I first guested on this show five years ago. Yeah, like maybe the second October episode of the month, like this is. So, um, uh, it's always fun. I mean, it's so I get nostalgic when you uh, somehow inherit uh, a, a large place a large to live place. temporarily. I believe at the time I had you on was Big Boo's Haunt. That's where I was. Oh man, what a time it was. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, but, welcome. Happy five year anniversary. This is the five year anniversary of us playing video games. Dude, that's crazy. If you think about it. It really is. Uh nothing before that. We played um, video games before that, but does it doesn't count until we talked about it on mic. I don't think about it fondly. I don't think anything um, counts until you talk about it on a podcast. No, no it's exactly. true. Yeah. Uh I have one last thing I want to say is that uh I yesterday made a trip to Ye Old Game Realms, a, a retro video game indie store that Jeremy and I frequented. David, have you been to Game Realms before? In no, Burbank? I have not, but it seems incredible. You know what? If you're in the area, nice little store. You can find deals. Like Some stuff is like way overpriced, but like for example, I went there after my class yesterday because uh, it was taking me through the valley, so I was like, I guess I'll stop well, by the my retro store. Right. Yeah. yeah. Twist this little baby arm that I've got. Um but I bought three freaking video games yesterday. What the Name hell? Them. You're on a spree. You're on a killing spree. Nino Cooney, Wrath of the White Witch for nice. PS3. Very nice. Okay, all right. all right. I bought Dishonored for the PS3. Very nice. Because yeah, okay. I loved I loved Deathloop, and I've heard that Dishonored does a lot of it's from the same developer from like that Arcane Leon mm-hmm. part of Bethesda. Dishonored um, is like Story's a little wild, but like mm-hmm. the gameplay and the physics and stuff is so satisfying. It's Ooh. so satisfying. It's satisfying to play. It's satisfying to watch somebody else play it. Yeah. One of the best speed runs you can watch a person do. Probably one of the best speed runs to learn. Oh. Um, just such a they just really like I I, I like would say I would put it in like a like this new this like the um like Breath of the Wild class of like mm. satisfying mechanics. Yeah, it's like wow. uh first person and from my memory of it, it's sort of like if they if they really did like took that Bioshock combat but actually did something really cool with it. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. Well, hey, just adding to the reasons why I picked it up. Uh, yeah. And then the other game I picked up, you might even be able to see it on my screen. 
freaking Alan Wake on the oh, Xbox yeah. 360. Oh, my goodness. Another game I was talking to Jeremy about, I had Control on the mind because that was like the other big nominee for our games club. And basically, I got these three games for like $25 total and yeah. started this last night at like midnight trying to freak myself out. Guys, I just can't stop playing games. Games are good. <laughs> games are really good. And, it, it, you know, uh, Alan Wake, it, they... they it's, it has an appropriate title because it keeps you awake. <laughs> it keeps you up at night. Yes, it's not Alan yeah. Snore. It's not it, Alan Sleepy. It, it is funny playing it for an, about an hour last night because I'm definitely into it and I've heard it, it, apparently it holds up really well. But there's so much about it that is came out in 2010. It's very like late 2000s in so yeah. many ways. Both the like like the character models look pretty dang good for the time. Their like mouth movements are pretty rough, and like the expressions aren't great. So it's funny you could see like, yeah. oh, it at least Remedy at this time had their their like design down for the like art and world and models, but like the actual implementation of the animation is like a struggle. So um, yeah, I just I I re- I never played Alan Wake the first one, but I do remember the the thing at the time. All the podcasts were making fun of was that it was basically a sponsored by energizer batteries oh, really? thing yeah. so it was like a big a big commercial yeah. for energizer batteries like i think i think one of the items you find along the world is literally energizer batteries that you have to put in your flashlight that to keep makes it sense light or something yeah uh but, and and then it was like a very stephen king yes like yeah. thing going the, on the game opens with a stephen king quote like okay yeah which and i don't I'm not trying to say that disparagingly. It was What's just like quote, very and forward. And then the kids had sex with each other. <laughs> <laughs> they lined it up. Actually, was. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, Jeremy, I do think this would be like very up your alley. I do too. I really want to play that remake because yeah. I think Alan Wake Two is this year. It's like this next week. This next week really? or something. Yeah. Because okay. I because not to keep plugging PlayStation Plus, which I'm not even sure is a good deal, and they just <laughs> raised the price. But that was one of the games like last, uh, last right. week or last month, I think. Yeah. Um. So I have it somewhere in my little thing. Um. There is uh yeah. There's some PS Plus news that we'll get to here in a bit. Mm. I think it's uh it's it's an interesting proposition these days. I I'm a full PS Plus tier subscriber, so I could play it, but but uh uh uh, uh maybe won't always be. We'll find out. Mm. <gasps> news. Mm. Um. Okay. I forgot to ask though. Any spooky movies, David? Have you watched a spooky movie this this season yet? It's early, so it's, it's forgivable. It, it is early. Um. In the Current time, you know, I saw I saw um, that movie, um, Let Me In. Uh, was that yes, called? or mm-hmm. talk, yeah, Let Me In. I think it was or called. Talk to Me. Talk to Me. Yeah, yeah. Talk yeah. to Me. I saw that one, uh, which was about a month ago. So not really in the season. Um, you know, plans are are forming to see Exorcist. Saw mm. too violent for me. Um, yeah, yeah. But uh, The Exorcist, I will be seeing, and I, I, I think that's it for me in spooky movies right now. I, I, uh, I have a little uh, collection going on, so I, I'm looking to like dig into some old ones. I just downloaded Pumpkinhead. Uh, oh, hmm. awesome! Yeah, that's great, uh, Connor. You're not a spooky movie guy. 
I anyway. usually get about one in every Halloween season. Uh, yes. But you bringing this up makes me want to watch one tonight. Um, like maybe finish off the weekend with a little scary movie. So uh, that might have cool. to turn on old HBO Max or, or Max or whatever and just give one a whirl. What about you, Jeremy? Yeah. Well, I'll first I'll start with what I've been playing. Yes. So I've been playing... Uh, I've been playing a lot of PlayStation 1 horror games, um, and I don't know why I started doing this, but now that I've started, it's, like, kind of hard for me to stop, and I just, I have a, as Connor knows, and I have this PlayStation 1 that is just a, <coughs> a freak box full of treasures that just has endless amounts of PS1 games at my fingertips, so I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just kind of going, blowing through them, and then, and then if I like when I'll, I'm getting, I'll, like, try to finish it out, and, so far, I've played through Castlevania Symphony of the Night, which is a perfect game. Nothing, nothing wrong with that game. Uh, and, and I always recommend this one for people who don't like horror games because Castlevania Symphony of the Night ha- has the aesthetics of like jack-o'-lanterns and skeletons, but isn't scary. It isn't like going to scare you necessarily. It's got blood and guts and whatever, but it doesn't have – it's not like – a Resident Evil game, which is another game I've been playing, Resident Evil 2 for the PlayStation mm. 1, where there is jump scares and atmosphere and the music is really scary and everything. Um, Resident Evil 2 for the PlayStation 1 is going to dovetail nicely into some news that we have here to to uh, unveil in a bit. But, um, you know, those games, and I'll get into this, I'm sure in a future podcast, but like, what those Resident Evil games are so good at characters. Like they're so good at doing characters. Like if you asked me who the protagonist of a si- of Silent Hill 1 is or Alone in the Dark or Clock Tower or Fatal Frame, I'd be like, "No idea. Couldn't tell you." <laughs> but you asked me like, the It's ma- a woman, the pro- I think. <laughs> I think uh, maybe uh I could tell you everyone's names in Resident Evil and basically their one-line character game of like who they are. They mm-hmm. they just do characters very well. Dialogue not so much, but like going <laughs> back, it's so fun to listen to that old B movie style Ed Wood style dialogue deliveries. Like really really great stuff. Um uh cards on the table, we have been trying to get a Final Fantasy 7 episode out the door here with with friend of the show PJ McCormick and David Danella. It will work out at some point. I cannot wait to do this episode. But uh, one thing I've been playing that I wanted to kind of announce during that episode was uh, Ever Crisis. Do you guys oh, know about Ever really? Crisis? For, the, yes. for phones, mind you. For phones, baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, Ever yeah, yeah, Crisis, yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. It's, fr- it's free. And uh, you basically... I, I I still, after playing an hour and a half of this thing, don't quite know exactly what Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis is. But what I'm gathering is they have some they have made a way for you to basically play all of the story beats of Final Fantasy VII Crisis Core and Advent Children as like chibi little Final Fantasy VII characters. Yeah, and the only reason I can gather to do this is so that you can catch up for the rebirth game. Hmm. 
Maybe. In, in case you've never played or don't ju- and you just don't know what the story beats are of that first game. That's yeah. the only thing I can really think of is like the why this game exists because it's not hard. It's not like a really a challenge. You see story beats play out and you can r- do a little running around the world. Mm-hmm. And then you do like these big tent pole boss battles and stuff. And, 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 and there and are no it. there are no in app purchases or anything like that. There's gotta be. I just I just don't know what they. You are. just you just yeah yeah that's not, yeah yeah I yeah I, it's uh you know I mean it, it's kind of one of those things where I, one wonders right like for instance um uh, and I guess I guess Final Fantasy is like a great example of this right it's like that like that game came out when we were seven years old. Yeah. And <laughs> and crazy. Like for us like it's like seared into our minds. But for a 17-year-old that game does not exist. Right. <laughs> and so like how do you how do you make a 100 million dollar triple A title that is uh you know playing on our nostalgia and also like and I'm, we'll get into this with the, um, you know, in the Final Fantasy episode, but like also like playing with the um, the canon and like yeah. people's memory of things when there's actually this huge cohort of gamers who did not experience this unless they were like unless their parents like <laughs> are, you know, like 42 year old Final Fantasy fans that like sat their kids down and were like, hey, play this game with shitty graphics yeah, which would be which you can do that with a Mario maybe. Mm-hmm. You can't do that with this. Oh, like no. it's I I will say that like on that original Final Fantasy 7 game, they do that thing of like if you hit this button, you your levels spike to 99999 yeah. and then or you can turn off enemy encounters yep. or you can whatever and like that is just so helpful for getting through like the story if you want to just go there for that yeah. uh but yeah i i don't know i mean it is confounding to me that square thinks that final fantasy 7 is basically their star wars <laughs> where yeah. they're just like this is this one game we made is our actual whole star wars and we're gonna just put dump endless amounts of you know yeah. funds into it i think it's great and i think that uh, for people like uh, Connor McCabe, who never played the original game, uh, Connor, you loved it, right? You mean the remake, remake. or remake. oh yeah, and and to to be, I've never finished the original game, but like I had played it an, enough growing up to where I was familiar. Um, and right before remake, like a couple months before remake part one came out, I played halfway through, basically to the end of disc one. Uh, oh, nice on my Switch, but mm-hmm. still. So while I don't have, like, that deep, deep nostalgia like some people do, I, like, am familiar, and so it still gets me in a bit of a nostalgic way. But you know it was my the game of the year look, that year. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Huh. Well, it, all very interesting. Ever Crisis, I would... I, can, I guess I can now just, like, recommend if, like, if you want to jump into this whole thing, this whole universe, uh, it seems like they've built something for you to do that. Like, mm-hmm. in a, like, a reasonable... And, like, so that when they do little... Because ri- I imagine Rebirth, like Remake, they're going to riff on all of your expectations. Yeah. And you want to have those expectations going in. 
Like, you want to know what the expectations are yes. that they're subverting. So, yeah. like, that might be a good game for you to for you to check out. It also looks really nice and plays really nice. And, uh, man, phones. I mean, there was that. I mean, we'll, go, we'll get in the news in a second. But phones are looking good. You know, phones are, yeah, heck. Stock and phones, I mean, it's never been better, right? Never been better. <laughs> never. Uh, okay. Uh, and then I did watch a spooky. I watched the original Suspiria last night. Oh. That's I bet that's scary. You know what's a it, oh go sorry. It, it, it was it was more cool than scary because it's okay. like from seventy seven or whatever, and the blood is like neon red in it. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> it's like it's still very. It was like it's a very cool movie, is how I would describe it. Like cool horror. Cool. Yeah. Anyway, a so nice one, little that's uh, your one so far to to Suspiria. Yeah, stars the same woman. Uh, Jessica Harper is uh, check yeah. out Phantom of the Paradise. It's a nineteen. I watched Phantom of the yep. Paradise. Hell Brian yeah. De Palma. I watched that two days ago. Okay, yeah, yeah, beautiful, yeah, yeah. beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, with Paul Williams. Yeah, it is a fucking trip. It, you I know that movie that came movie. out. No one cares about this. You know that movie came out before Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yes, it's like a pre-Rocky Horror Rocky Horror. Yes, it's really good. It's wow. so good. And I, yeah. I don't know if you guys know uh, why, what the inspiration for it was, but. Um, Brian De Palma was like driving around somewhere and he heard like a kind of like a Beach Boys-esque cover of a Beatles song and he got so mad that he wrote a horror movie <laughs> rock opera. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. It's it, it's it was fantastic. It was a blind throw on like oh. I hadn't I didn't know anything about wow. it. And I and uh, it was one where by the end Jackie and I were just like this is good. Like this oh, rocks. Yeah. Like we are having a good ass time with this movie. Again, uh, a horror concept, but like not really that scary. More just like fun and cool. Yeah, a great, a great like Halloween movie for people who love Halloween but don't like to be scared. Yeah, totally. Yeah, much like Rocky Horror, mm-hmm. I would say. Um, but yeah, uh, all good stuff. We have a Patreon. I would like to uh, everybody listening to go over to that Patreon, patreon.com slash supernpcradio, and check it out. Just give it a look-see. Browse it, you know, flip through it, you know. You don't have to buy right then and there if you want to. I mean, of course, we'll <laughs> we'll gladly accept your patronage, but uh, g- give it a shot. There might be something on there for you. We just closed out our Sonic Adventure Games Club, which uh, was a hell of a good time. Hell of a good time. Hell of a bad game, but hell of a good time. Uh... <laughs> We have voted. The votes have been cast by the patrons on our next Games Club, Q4. What are we going to be playing? That is, of course, myself, Connor McCabe, July Diaz, the Reactivators, Tyler and Nick, and the Scary Basement folks, McCaller and Roxy Polk. It came down to the. It came down to Control, tw- 2019's Control, and 2019's RE2 remake tie broken by us the hosts we all voted unanimously re2 remake is going to be our q4 game and the first episode is going to come out three days before halloween so set your clocks to 10 27 our table setting and prologue for re2 remake was going to come out then and you can listen to the whole thing live well as it comes out not really (laughs) as it comes out by going to patreon.com slash super mpc radio and subscribing at the $10 DJ Toad tier. That's not the only show you get at that tier, by the way. There's two or three other shows you get. You get the Bonk Boys. You get Call Me By Your Game Co-op. You and get that's the, per week. Three per week. 
three per week. You get uh, the scary basement uh, press X to scream show that comes out uh, pretty soon. I think I'm going to start a, another podcast. I keep threatening to. I threatened <laughs> to all year do another podcast. Uh, it's to the point where like you like you like try like f- throw a fake punch at a friend to get him to flinch, yeah. and I'm just like not even flinching anymore. Can I tell you that is the funniest thing I've ever seen someone do an improv? Oh, <laughs> it's, do, it's do that to, to somebody on stage and then make them like fl- actually flinch. I uh, saw Big Grande do a whole show <laughs> where wow, Dan Lipper just out. kept doing that to John Mackey. It was so. Funny. I was gonna say I saw Mary Holland do that uh, to. <laughs> I want to say, I want to say it was either Dan Greger or Nick Mandernack. <laughs> it was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. It's so good. Do a th- fake throw. But David, tell me if you like this idea for a show. Mm-hmm. My my name my. Na- my other Patreon show I wasn't going to do about video games at all. It's going to be about movies. Mm. And I was the first call it movie mo- podcast. I like that idea. The first yeah. movie podcast. I was going to call ago. it Movie Shitheads. Uh huh. It was going to be the name, and it was a monthly show, and uh, it had no uh, other theming other than that. <laughs> it's just about movies in a general sense. Would you listen to that show? I think I would. Would you be I, on that show? Uh, well, I would definitely be on it. You know, here I'll tell you one thing that has not, I, to my knowledge, has not been thoroughly explored in a movie podcast format is I was just watching, um, like, just needed something to watch, hit up Reddit and was like, what's a comedy you like that people don't watch? Or And then not like, you know, and I know that's what people, and you, you get all these answers that are like comedies that are like well known at this point. Like a lot of people are like, <laughs> right. oh, you've got to check out Tucker and Dale versus Evil. And it's like, yeah, everybody's seen that now. Like, it's, yeah, right. Um, but <laughs> what we wound up watching, w- just out of like, again, like sheer necessity of watching something that did not challenge us in, in any way, shape, or form, mm-hmm. was uh, after Broken Lizard made Super Troopers, after they made. Oh. Uh, Club Dread after they Uh made Beer Fest maybe even after they made Super Troopers 2 they snuck in a movie called The Slammin' Salmon (laughs) what? and it's just a it's just like a comedy about a bunch of people that work at a restaurant who are trying to uh, earn $10,000 in tips in one night and It's, you know, it, it's really, uh, it's like absolutely a B comedy. You know, it's just like a wow. B minus C comedy, um, but eminently watchable. And wow. I feel like the, the, when you said movie shitheads, I, my mind immediately went to there are all these movies that are, you know, they're not trying to be campy. They're mm. also not trying to be high art. They are just trying to be like 90 to 110 minutes of yeah. entertainment. Right. And sometimes they succeed, sometimes they fail. Yeah. Um, and you got good natured, hardworking folks out there just trying to give you a beginning, middle, and end. Yeah. And <laughs> I like, there are just these movies that I like, and I know like Netflix is trying to like really capture it, but they can't. Which is there are movies and, you know, in the past it would be movies that you would just pass on like a, you know, in your video store and just be like, oh, I guess I'll check this out. And you know nothing about it. And then it would be like movies in like a fucking discount bin. And now it's movies that just either like just a random wreck on the Internet or they just show up on streaming and you see one person you recognize and you go, I don't know. And I, but I feel like there's this, I feel like there's this genre of particularly comedy 
that is that is like maybe even like a step below like the Adam Sandler Netflix stuff in terms <laughs> yeah. of quality but that is right. like out there and and I mean even you know these movies were bigger but like I think of like even like dude where's my car and kind of like oh, this yeah. weird category of like comedies that are just like that are like not trying to impress anybody um right and I I I I need like a thorough accounting of all of them. <laughs> yeah, a good a nice good ranking of it cannot be like S tier. Yeah. It cannot be also like it's this this isn't like the room. It's like we're talking well okay so the, a, a movie came out this year that I really liked that I feel like falls into this category. Uh-huh. Jennifer Lawrence is no hard feelings. What a oh. fantastic Fantas- yeah. It was such a it was such a great down the line comedy. <laughs> Absolutely middle of the road. Yeah. It is not do it is not impressing you one way or the other, but it is just a funny, fun, good time. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. that's great. So we, anyway, yeah, may, maybe that'll be a function of that show. You know, but you should do whatever you want. <laughs> maybe maybe that'll be part of it. Maybe it'll be many things. <laughs> maybe it won't ever come out. You know, we'll see. I, I think you just <laughs> but, uh, you start with you start with movies and yourself. And you yeah. just see what the podcast becomes. And you just start <laughs> growing it from there. Uh, you know, I, I'm a big time movie watcher, movie fan. I, I, you know, anyways, we'll, we'll, we'll get into more of that as time goes on. But, you know, check out that Patreon. It's a good time over there. Uh, we will be covering that RE2 remake here for Q4, and I'm very excited to do that. It's going to be Connor's first Resident Evil game. Uh, just like with the Metal Gear Solid Games Club, I plan to make uh, an RE fan out of you yet. I'm good, I'm about to f- I'm ready to love again. You know, I'm ready yeah. to get hurt. <laughs> um okay, let's jump in the news. Oh yes, and apologize for no sound effects. My um my uh my mixer is on the fritzer. So, mm. I don't know what I don't know what happened with that, but it's uh you know, maybe a short What the heck? Maybe it's a Halloween thing? Yeah. Maybe, maybe one long. of those legs with legs on it. Yeah. Uh, Chewed it. Messed with all the knobs yeah. or something. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Okay, we got some new video game releases. I think. <laughs> I think we do. Uh, what did you guys? You guys? Any of you guys checking out Detective Pikachu Returns? Uh, well, I have been really in the market for some something that challenges me in a significant way. Uh, yeah. So I think I'm gonna have to dip my toes in on that. <laughs> yeah. A nice six out of ten. I love it. It's it got a six out of ten. I think IGN gave it like a six out of ten, which is like oh, about what I expected from everything I've seen from the game. I sure, feel like sure. To get a six out of ten from IGN, it must be approaching the worst video game of all time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I don't know. Uh this one seemed like a no brainer. Like, how fun. Detective Pikachu. Yeah. Too, but then now, now that we're seeing it, uh, you know, on be its played face, and reviewed. Yeah, maybe, maybe you can. Oh yeah, so it's got a sixty on Metacritic. It's just Six, a sixty-eight on Metacritic. That's not too bad. It's just shocking because you know, the Pokemon team just puts out such quality games. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and just, why would you ever think they wouldn't come up with something great? Like just uh, that they might half-ass a game that they know will yeah. still sell a million copies. 
Detective Pikachu out now, folks. Uh, uh, oh, we have Wargroove 2. Do you guys remember yeah. Wargroove 1? Yeah. I'll probably I still be remember that. that one. That's a that's a um, an RTS, right? Um, I think it's or more not like an advanced war. Uh, it's like a, a um, advanced, yeah. A turn-based RPG. strategy. Ta- turn. Yeah. Or ta- yeah, like a, yeah. A TBS. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah of course. Yeah. 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 Um I didn't play Wargroove 1, but it just looms large in my mind. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It I feel like when that game came out, it was sort of like the beginning of this wave of tactical like turn-based RPGs that suddenly bombed the Switch, and now there's like a million of them, including like a, the new Fire Emblem that Jeremy and I played, the Triangle Strategy, uh, yeah. so many of these things. It's I, I feel like there's um, there are like two groups of people that I I count myself among who were like for maybe twenty years have been like, could you make a could you make a, another Final Fantasy Tactics, please? That's right, not on the right. Game Boy Advance. I mean, that that game was great too. And hey, we loved Advance Wars, <laughs> and yeah. now our cup runneth over. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. Advance Wars also came out on the Switch, so you can go buy those. Oh, yeah. if you if well you wanna... because the war ended, of course. Because the war <laughs> ended, and it and we're so much less sensitive as a people. Uh, that is. Oh, speaking of these types of games, Front Mission 2 Remake came out. Mm-hmm. That's another one. What the? Uh, Forza Motorsport. That's probably the big release. I will. When, <laughs> as soon as I get an Xbox, I will have that game. But until We then. are running to GameStop <laughs> to pick up Forza Motorsport. Yeah. I, uh, I like Forza Horizon. Oh. That's a great game. I don't know about Forza Motorsport. This one feels like it's going to be more like. How does the, you know... It's more about the cars. It's more about the cars, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Finally, one about the cars. Yeah, and I'm more about the, you know, like the vibes. Yeah. You know? Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, those are new games that came well, out. Well, didn't... Uh, uh, sorry. Uh, I just want to give a shout-out to the new Assassin's Creed, which I have not played yet, but... Mirage. I am so grateful for an Assassin's Creed that brings the parkour puzzles back. Yeah. He looks like the Assassin's Creed guy again. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. I have never played an Assassin's Creed. I don't know. Oh. I don't know what's wrong with me. I just <sighs> I I just decided, you know, I'm I love games and I love gaming, but if I just took a whole franchise and said not for me, it would save me a lot of time and money and I picked Assassin's Creed. Kind of like Connor with Resident Evil, you know? Yeah. Connor with Resident I- Evil. Jeremy, I've I've played started the first one like three separate times on the Xbox 360, and cool. it has never grabbed me. But I love the idea of it. Like it seems like a a, mm-hmm. a, a game that I would love, and I yeah. just have not been able to Whoa. get into the series, especially as they have become so bloated and big. Which I guess this one scales back a bit. Well, so. your first mistake is starting with Assassin's Creed One. Yeah, <laughs> you should be starting with Two, at baby. this point. You should be starting with Assassin's Creed: The Ezio Collection. Mm-hmm. Um, there we are. And then, or honestly, you can start with Assassin's Creed: Black Flag if you just want to mm. have fun. Um, yeah, they're um, they're my Pokemon. Oh, um, <laughs> oh, yearly, the yearly, yearly game, release. Yeah. Basically, the same game. Um, <laughs> Wonder if you can and, eat them. 
What did you, what yeah. you say? Wondering you if you can eat them. Eat wondering them. if I can eat them. I'm wondering if I can, you know. How. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Them, Little double uh, legs, no torso <laughs> situation. Um, but they, I, they are um, Assassin's Creed, and I'm sure... I don't want to ruin any chances you guys have of Ubisoft sponsoring this podcast, which you would never take their money anyway because you have to be objective at all times. Um, but Assassin's Creed, I don't think there's a better franchise for like enjoying the games, waiting like two years and just buy like always being one game behind and just buying the last game for like 10 bucks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ubisoft's so great about that. Like one thing you can say about Ubisoft is. Yeah. Those games are cheap sometimes. Oh, they, they, they discount their games. <laughs> yeah. And I like that because I think about when I was younger and I, I had no money and my family had no money. It's just like, you know, what would I be? How would I be gaming as a, if I had my childhood, but like today? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I think it would be like a mixture of like those Ubisoft sales, like getting stuff on the absolute cheap. And then like, mom, can I just please have Game Pass? Like, yes. it's like. $10 a month, but I get like all these games to play yeah. or whatever. Yeah. I think that's a great offering for low income. Totally. Totally. I, I mean, it's, it, you know, the, the digital thing is scary because it feels like, like it's all like at some point we're going to lose control of the economy completely. Yeah. Of, of, <laughs> of used games. But like, yeah. um, but it, I mean, there are some steals on there and in, in terms of like what Connor was talking about earlier, um, you know, with the new um, cyberpunk oh. it, uh, DLC, I was like, oh, man, maybe it's time to get into that. And I first I was going to download it. And then I was like, there are discs on eBay, mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. Amazon, at the local game store for like 15 bucks. Yeah. Oh, maybe even less because yeah. people were like. <laughs> so living. Hated that game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's that's a that's all. Yeah. Really good really good point um okay so we had some ps plus news that is no great shakes uh current prices for the ps plus are as follows to frame this up ps plus essential this is like you have to have this to play games online so this is that's the tragedy of that is was currently 60 dollars a year so what is that five dollars a month yeah uh PS Plus Extra, which is, I believe, what gave you the um, access to, like, a bunch of first-party games, basically PS4, PS5 stuff, $100 a year. So still under $10 a month for that. And then PS Plus Premium was $10 a month, and that gave you access to, like, all of the PS3, PS2, PS1, like, classics catalog. On September 6th, so a month uh, ago, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the prices changed to PS Plus Essential, $80 a year, PS Plus Extra, $134.99 a year, and PS Plus Premium, $160 a year. So a $40 a year increase basically to that highest tier, and then... $35 increase to the middle tier and then a $20 increase to the base level tier. Which is really kind of... I The thing that I think is the hardest to go down about this is they didn't offer one a thing 
for the price change. They didn't. They weren't like, and we're we have all these new games that we've just added to it, or mm-hmm. and we have it's just whatever you were paying for, which I would say, at this point, sucks. There's not a lot there. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of games, but like. Chances are you either don't want to play them or have already played them, I think, is sort of a problem with PS Plus, PS Now, and all that stuff. They just haven't offered any. They're just like, it's more expensive. And the reason they gave is like, so we can keep putting games on here. And you're like, that doesn't quite check out to me, but whatever. Uh, Well, how are we feeling about the price increase? I mean, Connor, do you even subscribe to ps plus i haven't been subscribed to ps plus in almost two years at this point because at the time it like it when the ps5 launched and they had included like something like 15 or 20 legacy playstation titles that are just included with that fantastic deal they got rid of that and of course they had changed their structure and they added tiers with a bunch of additional stuff but like i kind of like why i canceled game pass earlier this year and now i'm back on it uh (laughs) there just like wasn't anything i wanted to do and if i wanted to hop into a tier i was like well if i want to play this one game i don't want to pay all of this money to do that like it's just not in the cards for me and yeah to increase these prices with no additional offering is hilarious yeah it's certain it is something it, it is. Uh, it, I don't know. It's, a, right. it's a bummer. You see, you see this happening across the board. I mean, Game Pass did also just like raise their prices not too long ago, or they combined like some services together, yeah. and that worked itself out. David, it's, any thoughts on this PS Plus? Just, yeah, I mean, just that like it is. It, it's kind of annoying and terrifying again because like you know, Game Pass. Like, look, if you bought Game Pass. You got to play Starfield day one for yeah. the price of that monthly thing. And and that's something that you can't take away from Game Pass is that they're yeah. like, and if, you know, Elder Scrolls in two years, <laughs> you'll get to play right. that. And this, uh, and if you have a PC and an Xbox, then there's, you know, continuity there. Uh, now I am still, I'm terrified that, uh, Game Pass is going to become like 30 or 40 bucks a month at some point in the near future. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as you said, they're not giving us anything, any incentives for the baseline uh, PlayStation thing. I think it's, I think it's a, it would have been really nice if that second tier, that middle tier, that number had got stayed around 120 a month, you know, 10 bucks a month, I think is something that people can swallow. And the premium tier, as somebody who has it right now, you know, I, I got it on sale and I was like, let's try it out. It's not worth it for 160 bucks or whatever. Um, no. Like it's like, again, like I don't advocate any kind of pirating, but like, I mean, like I own I own Legend of the Dragoon in three uh-huh. different ways. Like <laughs> I own like I own the physical copy. I own I have it on uh, and I have I guess I have it too. Like ways. a ROM. I, of yeah. It. Well, yeah. And then I and then I bought it on PlayStation because I wanted it then. And now I technically yeah. have access to it on PlayStation Plus. Like there's just um there's just a I think there's not enough being offered. Yeah. Um and again, they, like PlayStation 2 has some beautiful rare like if they had like the shadow hearts 
games on yeah. there or like so, you know some yeah. of these games that are really hard to track down yeah i think that would even be close but at you know but at like at like 15 bucks a month like yeah you gotta give you've got to give me game pass level and they're not and, and it, I, connor got rid of game pass he's back on it but like if you're not giving me game pass level i'm not interested yeah yeah i i agree it's uh it's 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 a weird thing where like you almost feel like to your point David or something you were saying in there is like you could they could use it as some sort of preservationist thing as of like hey play all this like play our history like it's behind this paywall but you can play like rare PS2 games like uh what was that one that I always that I lo- that I actually like that Capcom game that beat em up that uh uh fuck what's that game called um not beautiful joe not beautiful joe it's like uh it's oh i'm gonna look it up now everything's paused capcom ps2 beat em up rare oh this could be this could take forever is it 3d or 2d it's 3d it's 3d the uh, not the bouncer it's close God Hand. <laughs> Found it. Oh, yeah. God Hand. Yeah. So, anyways, God Hand. That game is like a billion dollars on eBay, and like you just can't find it anywhere. That would be a great place to put it. Uh, anyway. It's got to be yeah. like a profit margin thing, right? They're like, hey, you know, because so many, you know, companies and within our capitalistic society are like, the profit margin must go up. That is the only thing that matters. So it's like, well, how are you going to do that? Let's just increase the prices of these things arbitrarily. So, yeah. And, and, and they're clearly shooting themselves in the foot, right? Like we are, you know, look, we're all Hollywood boys. Like we just got out of a writer's yeah, strike. And thanks for calling me that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. We, like we all just got out of a writer's strike. We all just saw that the streaming numbers, like the, maybe the numbers are real, but the money is bullshit. And they they took a system that earned money. You know, they put shows on TV and there were ads and people paid for advertisements based on how many people are watching the show. And they got rid of that for this subscription model where people paid a flat fee for unlimited unlimited content. And mm-hmm. it the 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 payments did not equal what these things cost and it's like yeah obviously they're selling these games right but like 15 bucks a month like like it, 15 bucks a month does not work they should just go back to selling games yeah right they should just go back to selling games and making physical releases um you know more prominent because if the the farther they go down this streaming like uh, tube eventually mm-hmm. people are going to not be into it oh yeah and i feel like we're there in so many ways like in on the others on the other side like yeah. the movie side of oh it. yeah like where like my favorite i mean i mean i'm a total dork but my favorite streamers right now are like shutter and the criterion collection Absolutely. streamers because they're i feel like they're curated by like actual people and it feels like not an out al- quite an algorithm and not so de- thirsty and desperate for like what about this 
what if this in this reality show they were all naked? Yeah. And that's the hook now. It's like, you know. Yeah, eat your a, slop, uh, you little, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of phys- physical releases, this one uh, f- had me kind of interested. I'm always into a nice physical release of a collection. Mm. And coming December 6th, uh, 8th, sorry, there is something called the uh, Star Wars Heritage Pack collection for Nintendo Switch, which collects Star what Wars Republic heck? Commando, Jedi Knight Academy 1, Jedi Knight uh, 2, Jedi Outcast, Force Unleashed, KOTOR 1, KOTOR 2, and Star Wars Racer. Seven games in huh. this little... Star- and they're all the old Star Wars games from from the ones that... All the ones that basically exist on Switch that they've ported over. Uh... I haven't bought any of these yet, like on Switch. So I was like, huh, that could be a nice little just to have these forever. Well, nice little rainy day Star Wars uh, yeah. collection to dip your toe in. All on one cart? That ain't bad. Wow. Anyway, huh. um, okay, that's it for the news. Folks, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about uh, licensed games so bad they'll scare you. <laughs> Stay tuned. Welcome back to Video Games, a spooky show. We, uh, you know, to catch everybody up, we're all here in uh, this haunted hospital sort of juking and diving away from Triangle Head, who keeps <laughs> rushing us with his triangle knife and trying to stab us and uh, basically getting scared out of our wits every turn we take. Uh, but we do have a show to do. Um, you know, people, millions really, come to this show every week for for their commutes and is their mental health. I think a lot of people's mental health is dependent on whether or not their show comes out yeah. and the quality is good. Yeah. You know? A lot of people. A lot of people's mental health. Yeah. And uh, so anyways, we're going to bring a quality episode regardless of our circumstance. And today we're talking about licensed games so bad they'll scare you. Now, when I say licensed, I do mean like outside the video game world we're bringing in a movie a tv show a band sometimes there are some <laughs> licensed games that are like aerosmith the game uh and they make a game about about it and now there have been some great ones we can all name some great ones i mean let's go around the horn i'll say aladdin for the genesis great license game oh. I-, I was a fan of star wars episode one racer and it's just oh. the pod racing great David, and I know a lot it, of people got, hate it now. You got, I love it, but you got, David, you got a f- favorite? <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm gonna go with to me the the obvious one, which is Spider Man. Oh, Spider Man! Yeah. yeah, it's it, Spider Man is so big in the games world, you almost forget it's a licensed game. It's because it, it, yeah. there there there's the Spider Man the movie game, some of which were not quite as successful, but then there's That's also right. just like the but the but Spider Man himself is a license. Yeah. yeah. Onto that, I I'll also say, like, um, oh, those, um, the Marvel, um, what were those called? Ultimate Alliance games. Oh my goodness. Oh yeah, mm. 
I like have been thinking, you know, since the since Marvel Spider-Man 2 is coming out in just a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've been like looking for uh like a window to play Spider-Man 2 for the GameCube and Oh, good. Call. I don't it's not going <laughs> to happen. Uh but like that one in particular like I loved cuz it was like tied into the movie. Yeah. Um but they also went and told original stories within it as well like Black Cats in that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's about where my memory ends. He delivers Very much pizzas like legs on at the legs. beginning. Very <laughs> Licorice fun. pizza. He delivers pizza at the beginning oh, of the game. Very perfect. fun. That's like the first mission, I think. Yeah. yeah uh, and of course, you don't get the good new Spider-Mans without the good new Batmans. I think oh, that, yeah. you know, they followed suit with the good new Batmans. My gosh. Yeah. Anyway, A lot of, like, superhero stuff. There's a lot of... Oh, and, and of course, because that lends itself so well. You know, that in action movies. You Lord know. Of the, the Lord of the Rings, Two Towers, and Return of the King yeah. games I loved. Oh, yeah. yeah. Those are really, really great. We, yeah. We've done, like... We've talked about like our and Star Wars is endless. It feels like, uh, which we kind of yeah. talked about some a collection earlier. That's right. Star Wars does have a bunch. Um, of course, a high point was Shadows of the Empire uh, <laughs> for the N sixty four. Yeah, you know, I think, and I could come. I, I, and there's also like just rare ones. Like I think Telltale d- does a great job with all their licensed oh my stuff, like Back to the Future and Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. And I don't even. I would say I'm not a fan of Walking Dead. Like, I don't think I like Walking Dead, the show, but I really liked Walking Dead, that those Telltale games. And, um, Spiritful Disclosure? You know, I watch that? people play them on YouTube. Like, I, 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 oh, I was like, yeah. I, I got stressed out playing the Walking Dead game. Yes, so I was like, yes. great, I'll just, I'll just put the yeah. choices in somebody else's hands and tell me a story. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and yeah. you could be screaming, you idiot! Yeah. As, as they're doing, <laughs> no, as no. they're making all the choices. And then I guess I would say there are some less good ones out there. Uh, and we're going to talk about some that are so bad. Mm. They scare me. Marty um, And we've all brought in a few, so I guess I'll start with uh, one that I, I probably none of us here played, but... Um, but uh, immediately popped into my mind is, uh, did you guys ever play the Desperate Housewives game? <laughs> what? <laughs> no. For for PC. Hold on, I'll go ahead and look this up. But... <laughs> wow. No, I never played this, but this is. <laughs> Looks like I got to put it on the list. As a huge fan of all the gals on Wisteria Lane. Oh no! There is a Sims style sort of gameplay version of Desperate Housewives, which you know. Look, if you need to know how long the tale is on Desperate Housewives and how relevant it currently is today, just go look no further than Universal Studios, the the tram tour. They'll take you through <laughs> the set of Desperate Housewives in 2023. <laughs> That's right. You didn't ask for that. They will take you right to the set of Desperate Housewives uh, and the plane crash from War of the Worlds. They got two things oh. they do on that tram tour. <laughs> uh, so this is from 2006. 2006. Great year. Great year for TV. Great year for games. Great year for TV. Great year for games. 
I I I measure time in um uh uh B A and A A, which of course B A stands for before Avatar, A <laughs> A stands for after Avatar. So anything before two thousand nine, you know, and after two thousand nine, uh, pre two thousand nine PC game, wow, and and look at those models too. I would say whatever airbrushing sort of detailing they're doing is selling the main cast. Oh, big time. Oh, yeah. yeah. As I've been scrolling through these images, like you, <laughs> you said it's like the, it's a Sims-style game, and it is not embarrassed to wear that on its sleeve proudly because that's exactly what it looks like a Sims game. Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah, it's got that. Yeah. Uh. Anyways. <laughs> I like that you get to build. I'm looking at a screenshot that it says it's you and then your husband and your it's like a create a character. <laughs> so it's like create mm. yourself, then create your husband and create your son too. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah. Well, of course you'd create your son with your husband. Yeah. <laughs> I am no. seeing a screenshot of uh, you, I'm guessing you're the desperate housewife in a, in a bikini or lingerie and you're standing in the kitchen with your son and your dad who are looking at you, and they both look pissed. <laughs> so whatever you've done in that lingerie, they are mad at you. You know what I, I wish I could find right here is whether or not the cast voiced themselves. That and I is can't find that information here. Because yeah. this, this is pre-AI. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, so I don't know. Um, there may not even be voice acting. It may just be text-based entirely. Yeah. I Who is everyone's that. favorite desperate housewife? Well, you know, I'm a huge fan of whoever <laughs> Lynette Scavo plays. Okay, okay. Okay. Uh, you mean Felicity Huffman. Oh, is that? Is that? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's of course You're what a I big meant. fan of Felicity Huffman. Huge who I believe went through some controversy not that long ago. Yeah, she uh, she made sure that her kids got into USC. <laughs> yeah, She's yeah. She's willing to spend some money on that, I believe. Don't sue us, Felicity, if we're getting this wrong. Yeah. One, this Sorry, is satire. Felicity. Two, um, uh, yeah, fair parody, use. Parody, yeah, parody, parody. <laughs> yeah, parody. Felicity Huffman, I believe, is also married to William H. Macy. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Who somehow did not involve. I love Bill Macy. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Big Bill Macy fans here. Yeah. 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 I lastly Uh, want to shout out Terry Hatcher, who I did, who Mike Christian did just share with me two days ago. And I know he'll be happy I say this that, like, she's like one of his hall passes. (laughs) Was we were talking about hall passes in a group setting. Amazing. and, And that was Mike's go to. Terry Hatcher? But you got to understand. Hey. I mean, I, I won't talk about... Mike's a, li- Mike's a little bit older than us. Not, uh, yeah, not that much older. <laughs> he's, a little bit, he's a little bit older than us, but he would have been right at a perfect age when Lois and Clark's Superman was out. Uh, for that to okay. be very impactful. Fair, fair. That's, that's actually interesting now that I forgot about Lois and Clark. Ava Longoria, that's, of course, my, my queen, you know? Mm, Ava Longoria. Ava, as an Evangelion Longoria. (laughs) (laughs) And of Uh, course, uh, you guys named the three most famous ones. 
Um, I didn't think I would have to Google another name, so I'm going to guess. Uh huh. I don't know if I have this right, but I I'll say my favorite is Mariska Hart Hartigay. Is that is she on uh, that show? Marsha Cross. Marsha Cross. God damn it! Is, where's Mariska Hartigay from? Is she, is she, uh, I think it's NCIS. NCIS. Is she NCIS? So. Yeah. Yeah. Phew, what a game. Yeah. What, what and, a game. and this and and also what a game. And <laughs> hey, just want you all to know, now that we've talked about it, I am scared. Yeah. Oh, it's scary. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Seeing Marsha Cross r- rendered in mid two thousands polygonal yes. graphics. So can I bring up one? Please. Yeah. And this is one that I feel like is not the worst on this list, mm-hmm. but it is the one that's almost the most disappointing because it feels like down the barrel you could have made a fun like action adventure linear game that is based you know very close to the plot of the movie. Yeah, which mm-hmm. is the Twenty Two Jump Street movie. Oh the game. yeah, right. They comedy never, games they... are hard. I'll say that <laughs> comedy games are hard. They are. They, you know, this game. It, first of all, they didn't make a twenty-one Jump Street game, but they do make a twenty-two Jump Street game. So already confusing. Already yeah. confusing, and like it's so weird because, like, they don't. The main two characters don't even interact with each other in the game. <laughs> it's like you're only ever playing as. Um, I, I need to look up the characters' names at this point, but you're only ever playing as Channing Tatum <laughs> yeah, you can call or Jonah, Jonah Hill. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That is, uh, and it's hard because if I remember correctly in that game, a lot of it is sort of like that, um, the mechanics of, uh, what was that Rockstar game where you had to tell people were lying? L.A. Noir. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But, well, yeah. big into that, um, they kind of did the God of War Ragnarok thing where you like you play as, you know, Atreus or you're playing as um what the hell is the God of War name? Oh, Kratos? <laughs> or you're yeah. playing as Kratos, but they kind of do it like this where like Channing Tatum is one and, you know, Jonah Hill's the other, but it just like it didn't it felt lazy to me. Like they could have made it really good. The structure of it's not bad. Um but it's weird. It's just so bizarre. Did either of you ever played this? I gamefly'd it. You did? Okay, at the tail end of Gamefly. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't play it. I just, okay. I, you know how when they came to your house and you just had them sit on the shelf forever? <laughs> yeah. I think I might even still have it somewhere. I just never returned oh, it. Oh, really? Yeah. 22 yeah. Drum Street. Yeah, this for, was like... For Wii, right? For well, I played it on the 360, but they did have the Wii version, which the you have to use converted. motion controls. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. with yeah. motion controls. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a tough one. I would say that one. I'm if Desperate Housewives got me a little. My my stomach is dropping. My stomach is dropping even a lot farther now. Oh yeah, I, I think the most uncomfortable part of that game was the age gauge, where if you did too many things that were out of character. You would. Uh, it was like kind of like your wanted level. Yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. Age gauge 
was so it just rolled off the tongue so well, but also was just fraught with what does this mean? Yeah, it just you well, know, do you like, feel good. Do you remember <laughs> they led the marketing with that? That's all yeah. they talked about was the age gauge, like it was going to you know change the industry, and and I don't think it did. Mm-hmm. No. No, no. you haven't seen an age gauge since. <laughs> no. no. Yeah. No. Rough uh, one. Yeah. Interesting. There there actually was an age gauge in another game. Uh I believe it was Dead or Alive where oh, my goodness. If <laughs> you if you set the, it could go it was so the ages were from 0 to 100. And you could set the and all it meant was how big everyone's boobs were oh that's all the age gauge was so if you cranked it to a hundred i guess the premise was an 100 year old man is allowed to see boobs as big as they come yeah <laughs> that's part of the reward of staying alive by the way if you make the age gauge zero they still have d cups yeah <laughs> right right so a hundred is like they need surgery immediate surgery because their backs are all destroyed and well, David, you got a uh, you got a uh, licensed game uh, that uh, it's got you thinking. Yeah. Um. So I'll start with one that uh, was pulled from the shelves pretty quickly. <laughs> oh no. Um. Did any of you guys play the um the MS DOS game uh license game of Sophie's Choice? <laughs> No, but it's like on. It shows up on those YouTube videos that I'll watch every so often. Yeah, because like I mean, best MS DOS games. Yeah, it's one of those games that people love. It's a text-based adventure, um, you know, akin to like a um, what is it called? Zorn. Was that the name mm, of that game? Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Son of Zorn. Yeah, yeah. Son of Zorn. Wait, what is that game called? There's like, a, I don't know. You know, you're walking in the woods, R- turn left or, or like, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I, I ne- I'll never forget those text-based yeah. uh, games. Yeah. Um, and I, I think it's actually a pretty, um, for its time, like a pretty, I mean, it, it, it keeps a lot of the tension of the movie and is like very sad and devastating. So I, I give it a lot of credit oh there. The gosh. thing that for me didn't work, and again, I don't know what your guys' level of familiarity with it was, was adding a secret ending where you got to keep both kids really just kind of undercut the whole thing. Um, yeah. And, it, you know, mm-hmm. it's it was kind of the beginning of the do we respect gamers as people that can handle bad alk? Yeah, it really doesn't make any sense for Sophie's choice to you end up with both kids. Yeah. As much as I would never want to be in that scenario. Yeah, I'd love I think for that I would I have the maturity to recognize if I was in that scenario, I one of these kids has got to go. Yeah. You know. Yeah, but apparently the the developers were like, well, if Sophie had played things perfectly, there would have been a third outcome, which was just sick. Yeah. And that's why they really they pulled the game they, pretty quick. They were really like, it's her fault. Mm-hmm. You know, it's Sophie's fault she got herself into that choice. <laughs> just... Can I? There's something that I always found super weird about this game, mm-hmm. and it's kind of reminiscent of like how in like American versions of like JRPGs that came over from Japan, how they would like censor that like, oh, the magic book is a Bible. Oh yeah. And that whole thing. How like in the the DOS in the game version of Sophie's Choice, they don't refer they like make up fake um names for like 
the Nazis. Yes. Or and the Holocaust. Yeah. I think what was it that they called the, them? Well, they called I, them the cutesies. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like, they called them the cutesies and it was the separation. Just kind of the <laughs> Yes. Yes. It's like they really like toned it down when I think it would have had a bigger impact had they just stuck to, you know, like what they had in the script. Yeah, and the cover was Meryl Streep in a Little Miss Moffat costume sitting on a marshmallow. And I think uh, all of this just made to confuse everybody. Yeah, right, yeah. It it definitely didn't keep the sort of tone of the film, mm. which was dour and oppressive. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, I got to give it to him. Early game development stuff, you know, we learned a lot. Yeah. We learned a lot from that game. Yeah, and I mean, I, 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 you have to give it credit. Like, I don't know if there was, if the concept of a true ending existed before then. Yeah, absolutely. If um, only, like, it was not pulled from shelves. Like, I would, <laughs> I need, I think I might emulate this later. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, it's a... Uh, I wonder if you can go onto one of those websites, you know, where they can just, you can play it in a old browser Oldgames.com. Yeah, mm-hmm. oldgames.com where you can go play games in a browser window. Yeah. Well, I was going to bring up a game that's a lot more modern. Oh, please. Oh, please. Yeah, it came out just this year, so I'm, if no one played it, that's okay. But uh, uh, there was a uh, PS5 exclusive. They had the exclusivity rights to Bupkiss. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and uh, you know it. They they they. I I hadn't seen the show when I started playing it. So you know it's this beat 'em up where you can you pick this roster of characters. You can be, uh, of course, Pete Davidson, Edie Falco, or Joe Pesci. <laughs> you can p- kind of pick between them. Yeah. And then you go around. You're beating up guys. Uh, so- sometimes you're beating up guys like Bobby Cannavale. <laughs> sometimes you're beating up Brad Garrett. <laughs> He's like a boss. He's like the first level boss. Yeah. It's Brad Garrett, yeah. you know? Oh, dude. Like, <laughs> also, what, you know what got me about this game? It's not that they made, they can, they turned this movie into a beat em up. It's mm-hmm. that, like, John Mulaney's character is behind, is like paid DLC. Yeah, right. Yeah. And he, cause he was a guy you could pay for, <laughs> uh, to do, to get DL. Yeah. Of course, uh, there's some other crazy DLC characters like Al Gore. <laughs> Machine Gun Kelly, uh, Chris O'Donnell, who, you know, I remember that's Ro- that's, that's my that's Robin. Robin, that's my Robin, that's Robin. Yeah, I mean, I I think this game kind of suffers from what uh, what often is the complaint about Mortal Kombat, which is like, all right, like, but what is you know what is a Ninja Turtle doing here? Um, totally, you know, totally. Um, I will say though, I I thought it was kind of nice that. Um, Joe Pesci, obviously a man in his mid eighties at this point, um, mm-hmm. is the worst character in the game until you unlock his home alone outfit. And then he's game breakingly good. And I thought that was cute is that they let you dress up the characters in outfits from other, other stuff <laughs> yes. they've been in. Yeah. So of course, Edie Falco has her iconic bupkis attire, attire yes. but then you can swap it for, the Sopranos attire. Yeah. And, and which then, is, which is different. Yeah. And then the addition of her power ups are the Percocets from Nurse Jackie. Yeah. Uh, it was just a really yes. nice touch, I thought. Yeah. Like right. a, 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 a nice little nod and not something incredibly overt where it's distracting. 
Yes. In a way, yeah. those yeah. power-ups, so. Yeah. Because yeah. ultimately it is about the, you know, the intellectual property, which is Bupkis. Of course, yeah. 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 The, oh. the BU. <laughs> Dude, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, like, look, take this with a grain of salt because who's to say, but, you know, me hanging around these indie game devs uh, this week, right. you know, mm-hmm. with Glitch City, um, like they, someone was saying that they have a friend who is already working on uh, the Bubkiss sequel game. That's so. Uh, that they must haven't be, even done season two yet. Sec- uh, yeah, season two, which is great. Um, and uh, now I didn't really watch all Bubkiss, so as I'm kind of looking, you know, as I was playing the game, I was really surprised to see so much, uh, so much uh, Shane Gillis in there. <laughs> And then I and then I started. It got my brain sort of <laughs> working. Like, wait a minute, what? Is wh- this where do I know guy? him from? And then looking it up and being like, wait a minute, if I know him from that, why is he a recurring character on Bupkis? <laughs> and, and the then, crazy thing, yeah, <laughs> being very confused by that, and then and then kind of being like, wait a minute, is this like a, is this a psyop going on here? Like, how is he not? Um, is he just like are are we cool? Are we down with Gillis? Let's go around the horn here, Connor. Are you down with Gillis? I thought about it long and hard, <laughs> and I'm I'm comfortable saying I'm not. Okay, David, yeah. you're you're out on Gillis, or has he I, made a return I, in your? Actually, <laughs> <laughs> I hate to be controversial. <laughs> I'm I'm from Philadelphia. Oh yeah. Shane Gillis is one of the funniest people on the planet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah. I um and honestly, um the uh in terms of uh racial stuff I've seen Philly comedians do, uh he is <laughs> he is basically aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we salute you, Mr. Gillis. Uh, I know okay. you're listening. We know you're listening. God, get a, I gotta get him on the pod. I bet he'd do it. He seems like he seems like a guy who would do it. I, I, again, I, I, you know, I, I <laughs> he's he's actually a nice guy. Dude, I, I okay, yeah. But, I mean, but, if we're but but I mean, the serious version of this, he's made his mistakes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, and he's paid dearly. He didn't get to do what Pete Davidson did. I know. Be honest, yeah, I know. I, that one thing. I know. God. God. I mean. <laughs> what was that was so. SNL. Who was, what was the last time anybody watched? <laughs> yeah, that's that's a that is a good question. I'll, I'll and truly, I do not know. <laughs> I genuinely will watch like the first five episodes every year and then just forget I'm watching it. Yeah. And I don't say that disparagingly. I genuinely am mostly like, oh, this is fun and good. And then sometimes I'm like, eh, not really, but. Yeah, so I know you were hoping for a sincere answer on that. <laughs> well, uh, my friend Molly got on SNL. Yes. Uh, uh, oh. And uh, Kieran. Ke- no. McKiernan? Ma- Ma- no. 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 Molly from Core. Yeah. Who we both worked with. Yeah. yeah, right. She got on. And uh, that was kind of. That was that was cool. Kearney, yes. right? Kearney? I think so. Okay, that's great. Yeah. I was also Confusing th- for us what's, having a. What's Martha's last name? Fern? Sterney? The from Fer- from like Fernley, yeah, Fernley or Fernley, Kearney, Fernley, McKiernan. <laughs> okay, uh, Connor, we're doing a great job, name? right? We're- <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh yeah, yeah. I when the show gets into the weeds of 
niche Los Angeles improv people, yes, you know we're cooking with gas. Yeah. Absolutely. You yeah. can hear the numbers ticking up. You can hear the numbers <laughs> shooting up. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a long list here, but I've got really just like one more that I want to talk about. Um, please, please. I, I don't think we talk about it a lot on the show, but like I love a good rhythm game. Uh-huh. And for me, it's a genre that I don't play enough. Um, I really wish I did. Um, but I actually got into a little bit last year the the rhythm game base it's it's this is the title of the game. The rhythm game based on the movie Elvis starring Tom Hanks. <laughs> starring Sorry, Tom, Tom Hanks, Hanks and nobody else. <laughs> It, well, that's the well, movie where Tom Hanks plays Elvis. Yeah. yeah. Yes. You know, I it was made by some of the people who had made um not not it wasn't the like guitar hero people, but who what was that like there was like that DJ turning game DJ, in the last DJ few Hero? Years. Not DJ Hero. Um uh Rhythm oh. I could you know, could have looked this up before. Rhythm DJ game. We'll cut this. We'll, we'll cut this. The research. Yeah, we'll yeah, cut we're, this. We're, out. we're cutting. This, God right? hand. Is it God hand? It's got to be God hand. I, honestly, I have no idea what it was. What it is? I should have looked this up. Oh, Fuser. So it's made by the people who did Fuser, um, which is you know kind of similar to DJ Hero. Could have just said that. The craziest thing to Fuser, me, right? Yeah. About this is not, not that it is a two D like pixel art game it is not it's it's not that it actually starts at the very end of the movie and moves backwards with the story i actually like that it's a store a rhythm game with story elements to it yeah because it's easy to tell a story backwards yes what i my issue with this game is that there's not a single elvis song in it because they couldn't get the rights. So it's so it's all like happy birthday. They actually have um hot in here by Nelly in this game. Yeah. It it really was surprising. I mean, Jeremy, did you sample this at all? No, um I, because it needed that uh peripheral. I could never yeah. get my hands on that that oh, peripheral. Oh, that was peripheral. Yep. Yes. It's kind of like um, like I got the version on the Switch where you sort of – kind of like Ring Fit Adventure. You slide your Joy-Con into it, and it's yeah. really kind of impressive how much it can read your movements. Right, um, right. And, but like I kept uh, – like I actually was doing too good at the game where it said – it was like, hey, whoa, 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 too much. Yeah, I said hip, you, shut those hips down for a while. Yeah, you know? which I, yeah. I'm like, this is a game based on skill. Why would you yeah. punish me? You're already punishing me for if I do bad. Why do that if I'm doing well? Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I think what I appreciated most about the game was I loved the stealth elements where you would sneak into the black clubs and steal their music. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. That was pretty good. That, that was my favorite part. I actually Which think it's was good that harder to do yeah. back then when you couldn't mm-hmm. hide, you know, any kind of recording equipment. Oh, so yeah. he, you just bring in a big <laughs> boom mic mm-hmm. <laughs> from mm-hmm. the audience, and everyone's like, "What's that guy doing?" And he's just, and it's like got that big ticker, the the, the tape. So mm-hmm. it's like yes. making a lot of noise. Yeah, making a lot yeah. of noise. I, I think it was brave of them to include that when they could have just like washed over it. Yeah, like huge. Because I can't remember if that was in the movie or not. 
They there there's a scene in the movie. I have not seen this movie, but I did see the Twitter scene. Did you oh, does everyone remember that? The, it's like the huge scene where it's like oh. he's like realizing he can market him as a white guy or whatever. Oh, they're they're all listening to him on the radio. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the guy's like, oh, turn that color music off. And then the yeah. boy, go, the, like the son goes, no, dad, he's white. And then they do yeah. like a hard press on Tom <laughs> Hanks's face. And he goes, he's white. <laughs> they do like a, they do like that uh, camera technique, like in the Fellowship of the Ring, when it's like that shot on that road just outside of the Shire where they're dollying in, but zooming out. Mm. So it like really throws you off. Oh yeah, yeah. he's white. <laughs> yeah. Again, wh- what did I say the title was? The the rhythm game based on the movie of Elvis starring Tom Hanks. I think that's yeah. the title. That and that title was difficult for SEO. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think <laughs> it's going to age well. By the way, I think in like two or three years we're going to be talking about it like your Portal yeah. Twos, like yes. your oh sure yeah. 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 David, you got a you got a final one to wrap us up? Yeah, I got a final or? one and okay. uh, <laughs> This one is uh this one is again uh, an old PC game that is yeah, uh, actually related to childhood trauma. <laughs> uh <laughs> it's called um it's called Goofy's Railway Express. It's a Mickey Mouse <laughs> oh. and Goofy game. That was made to like uh, teach kids shapes, <clears throat> uh-huh. and it came with like a plastic thing that went on that <laughs> like went on your keyboard that corresponded with shapes, right? What? So it's like this plastic mat that you like laid across your keyboard, and basically the way the game worked was your Goofy and Mickey are on this train and they go to stops. And there'll be like Disney characters at the train stops and you have to press the right uh, shape to let them onto the train. That's all the game is. It sucks dick. It's such a bad game. (laughs) But the the worst part about it all was if you were like me and my sisters and lost this cover for your keyboard... The game was entirely inoperable. Oh. You would just, like you would just like you you would just drive the train around and like smash on the keyboard in hopes that you got the right shape. And but you don't you just don't know where anything went. Whoa. Dude, this I remember like so I didn't play this game growing mm-hmm. up, but I remember like a friend who had a peripher- the peripheral and by the time like I went over to their house, they were missing, like, a shape or two. So, like, sounds like this happened to a lot of people. I think there are just a lot of kids that, like, hate shapes ate now. Them. <laughs> yeah, just ate the shapes. Yeah, they yeah. just ate the shapes. Dude, all- it, uh- I will say this. Mm-hmm. When I was a kid, tell me if you guys, I mean, because I know all of our brains work differently, but when I was a kid, like, like little, and I'm learning numbers and words, shapes, freaking easiest. I, what's oh. the, what's difficult about them? <laughs> they just fucking exist. I know. Lining things up in shapes, I was always like, dude, I've hold on, I've got this one. <laughs> Everyone else is like, let him have it. He doesn't know one yeah. plus one yeah. at all. But. You hear that triangle head? We're not scared yeah. of you. We mastered you no. a long time ago. Triangle Jeremy. head, I've got your number, and it's triangle. <laughs> 
I know that you are Jeremy, like you're a big YouTube video guy for video games. David, do you watch much like like best games on the PS2 or collectible videos on YouTube? Yeah. A, a How much ma- watch mojo are you watch mojo? <laughs> I, what I watch a lot of is I watch a lot of like Final Fantasy compilations where they're like, here are the 10 hardest bosses. Here are the 10 yes. hardest oh, weapons yeah. to get. Lots yeah. of shit like that. And then I love um, watching like a good speed run of a game. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Well, I, I bring it up because, Jeremy, I don't know if you've seen the like Metal Jesus will do these like collectible videos. This is a YouTube um, personality where he'll be like, I rate my like top 50 personal favorite Vita games, or I show you my original Xbox collection. This guy loves big box PC games. And this, he actually has one of these peripherals like fully intact. And he said it's the most expensive item in his entire games collection. I'm not surprised. Yeah. I'm not surprised. Jeremy, do you all. see that one? Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> I have not seen it. You didn't yet. watch the Metal Jesus where he talks about having one of these peripherals and it's the most expensive item. Oh, no, his... that's that's pretty crazy, dude. You got to figure, fun. like, I mean, most peripherals are not like are not made for literally three year olds smashing yeah. at a PC. And again, and th- this this game came out in like 1991 or something like that. So mm. this was also a time when computers were like. It was a big deal to have one. Mm. And then just imagine letting your toddler smash at it. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. What wow. a game, David. A game. This is like, yeah, this was a, what a treasure. Thanks for bringing it up and being yeah. brave. Cause yeah. that's scary. And thank you for being brave. And we don't think, especially in this circumstance of, we literally have triangle heads about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We don't think gamers enough. And we don't thank gamers enough. Well, folks, that's about all the freaking scary shit I can handle for one day. I'm gonna block oh, myself too. in one of these body sl- sliding body wall things. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna climb in one of these autopsy bodies and go take a nap. You too. <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm. Hey, I'm freaking, hop on uh, in, partner. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, but but before we do that, we should probably go around and plug Connor McCabe. Where can people find you, and what do you want people to know? Yeah, you can follow me all over social media. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Connor underscore McCabe. If you happen to be on Blue Sky, I'm over there at just Connor McCabe. Check out my podcast, Call Me By Your Game, wherever you get your shows. I talk to people about meaningful and memorable games from a particular moment in their life. Um, And yeah, that's that's really all I got. Thanks for having me. Oh, absolutely. David Donella. Yeah, um, you can check me out on uh, Twitter... And Blue Sky, at uh, I'm at Dave Lasol. Um, having fun there. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, what do we all do? Are we going know? to shows? Are we oh, going yeah. to any shows? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you can check me out. Uh, I perform with uh, We Improv Resident Team Money Talks Bullshit Walks uh, <laughs> twice a month. We'll be, uh, I think, this coming Tuesday we have a show. Uh, so check that out. Um, and I don't know, something at the UCB at some point. <laughs> I can't remember when. Um, <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. I'm good you at can, plugs, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you can follow me on Twitter at Ocarina of Crime. You can follow me at, at Blue Sky at Jeremy Schmidt. 
Again, patreon.com slash supernpcradio. We have a bunch of bonus stuff there. About to start RE2 Remake Games Club. I would check that out if you're into that kind of crap. Let's see. What else? What else? What else? Um, Yeah, if you're in the LA area, uh, come to uh, Mod Nights. We are doing a show the 25th uh, at UCB Theater in Franklin in Hollywood. Uh, Our show this month is Dune themed. We're doing a Dune show, folks. That's right. Finally. Uh, Get on your sand pants and (laughs) ride your worm down to Arrakis because we're doing Dune stuff. Uh, It should be really fun. Check us out. And, uh, you know, uh, we'll see you next week with a brand new episode about something else. Bye-bye.